Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. Do you know what a Ponzi scheme is? It's named after Charles Ponzi. It's a form of fraud that pays profits to the early investors from money that's received from new investors. So basically, I'm taking your money and then I'm going out and finding other people to give me more money so I can give you back some of your money plus a little bit of uh, earnings. And the investors believe that these profits that they are earning are actually from legitimate investments. And so this is a Ponzi scheme. Bernie Madoff was probably the most famous of all and ran his firm for actually pretty close to 20 years. And rumor has it he was managing as much as $50 billion at one point. I mean, creating fake statements and doing all kinds of things. Uh, Bernie was arrested in 2008, if you can believe it's been that long. And uh, he just recently died in prison in April of this year, 2021. The reason I bring this up is I got a question from one of our webinars last week which I have heard before in some of my live classes. And the question went something like this. The asset-based long-term care plans sound like a Ponzi scheme. How does the insurance company make money? Now, I got to admit, I chuckle a little bit when I see these questions, but it's a good question. And it shows that not everyone is clear on how or what insurance is. I mean, let's face it. It's, it's not something most, most of us want to go home and read about after work. You know, how does the insurance industry work or how does life insurance or long-term care insurance actually manage to stay and make profits? It's just something we don't do. But we're going to discuss asset-based long-term care plans and specifically, you know, the win-lose-or-draw aspect of them today and why they sound too good to be true. But before we get there, I, I want to just talk about some of the basics of financial products some of the fundamentals that a lot of people, in fact, I would venture to say the majority are a little fuzzy on. What, are, what differentiates financial products and why you use one over the other or why do you need any of them? There's pros and cons to all of the different financial products. And specifically, I want to talk about three today and I want you to picture a three-legged stool. We have savings, we have investing, and we have insurance. And those are the three legs of the stool that give us the stability. Our, our, our financial future gives us stability. And we need all of those legs in order to, to, to be stable, whether we're going through our working years or whether we're in our retirement years. So let's start off with savings. The idea behind savings is to protect the money that we have earned. So we know it is there when we need it. We are not guessing on our savings accounts. It's, it's not a maybe. It's a sure thing. That's why we save. We always know that we have a little bit of money, and we can save in various forms. But there are savings accounts. There are money market accounts. There's CDs. There's fixed annuities. There's savings bonds. All are guaranteed at some level. And, I mean, you can even save in a safety deposit box. That's why some people get a safety deposit box and they put their jewelry and they put a little bit of cash in them, whatever it is, to just save that money to make sure that it's even always there. And, in fact, the FDIC now insures savings accounts and checking accounts up to $250,000. And remember the savings and loan crisis. I was in college. That was in the, in the mid-'80s. About a third of the savings and loan businesses went out of business completely. In fact, the taxpayers came up with about $160 billion to bail out these savings and loans, which honestly, folks, that's like pulling a, a nickel out of your pocket and throwing it into the, the water fountain right now, the way the administration is printing trillions of dollars. But still, it was a big deal. Now, the pros to savings, um, it, you know, the main reason and the main pro to savings is that we don't have to risk losing that money. We know it's there. We expect it to be there when we need it. So that's a pro. We're not worried about a stock market collapse or market timing or ha having an effect on our savings account. Now, the cons of savings, interest rates are low. They're, they're at some of the all-time lows right now. Inflation makes our savings accounts worth less each year in real purchasing power. We just had the inflation numbers come out this week. Inflation is going up in America, you know, as expected. The government's printing money. It's a supply and demand. And so those of us that have money in savings account earning that quarter percent or half percent, well, 
cost of goods are going up by three or four percent. So we actually lose purchasing power with savings account. And the interest is taxed as income, not as capital gains. So the interest that you earn on savings, you're going to pay tax on it the same as, as money that you earn through your wages. So that's savings. Let's flip over to the other leg of the stool and talk about investments. The whole idea of investing is to grow your money, put your money to work, so to speak. We invest money hoping to get a larger return or profit from our investments than we get from our savings account. Investments come in a wide variety of forms. We can have businesses that we invest in, real estate, but the most common investment that most of us know is the stock market. You know, we're going to be in there through our IRA, IRAs, our 401ks, maybe our mutual funds, whatever it is. That's the most common form of investing when we think of investing. Now, the pros of investing, we have a chance to get a much higher return on our investments than we do our savings. Positive returns can grow quickly and outpace inflation, therefore increasing our wealth, increasing our purchasing power. That's the advantages of, of investing. Investing can be more lucrative than savings over the long term. Capital gains rates are lower than income tax rates currently. Again, the administration is going to try to rub that out as well, too. But right now, capital gains, that's one of the advantages of investing is you're not paying the income tax rate. You're paying capital gains tax rates. Now, some of the cons of investing, obviously, the 900-pound gorilla in the room is risk. You could lose everything. People really worry about that, and we've seen some tremendous downturns. And again, if you have enough time to come back out of it, like from the 0809, the market's much higher now. But what if you were just going into retirement? What if you were just a year or two away from retirement when that stock market crashed? That's what we're worried about. Market timing is very, it, it makes it very hard to predict future value of your money. That's the problem with investing. It's hard to look out in the future and say, how much is this money going to be worth in five years or two years or three years? We look back at past performances, but it's really hard versus savings. We know we're growing at 1%, 2%, 3%, whatever it is. We know what that money is going to be worth down the, down the road. And I think another con that we all have to be aware of with investing is fees. There are fees on everything from 401ks to mutual funds to your advisor fees. So you have to be really careful because those fees can eat up a lot of your returns. I mean, some of the small businesses like ours, you know, you'll have a 401k and the administrative costs and everything for a small 401k can be 4%. And, and think about that. If you get a 5% return on your investment that year, you just paid 4% in fees. So fees have to be something you have to be really aware of. Now, that's savings and investing, the first two legs of the stool. Let's talk about insurance, that third leg of the stool. The main reason we have insurance is to mitigate risk. More specifically, the cost of the risk or the financial hardship from the event. Think of an auto accident, your house burning down, health, life, disability, long-term care insurance. Even travel insurance exists to mitigate or offset the cost of an unwanted event. We use insurance to protect our savings and our assets and our other investments. If your house burns down and you don't have insurance, you could wipe out all of your savings and investment trying to rebuild that. Or if you hurt somebody driving your car and you don't have insurance or liability insurance, you could just lose everything. So that's why we have insurance. Insurance protects our savings and our investments. It allows us to put more money into those savings and investments comfortably. Now, the pros of insurance, it's financial protection. It's peace of mind. It's a guarantee. Access to support and services needed to manage or fix the situation. So think about it when your house burns down. Like I tell the story when ours burned down, the insurance company didn't just drop off money. They actually sent out the crew and they knew what to do with the old house and they knew how to hire a contractor and they took care of it. So you have, have access to those professionals. You know, it's the same with health insurance. They don't just give you money. They're going to help work with your doctors or whatever it is to, to, to get you the care that you need. The tax advantages are another pro of insurance because all that money comes back to you tax-free on insurance, regardless whether it's life insurance or long-term care insurance or health insurance. And it's a guaranteed source of funds to pay for that event. We're not guessing. We're not guessing if we have enough money in our savings account to handle a car crash. We're not guessing if we have enough money in our account to pay for a long-term care situation. We have a guaranteed source of funds. So that's the pros of insurance. Now, some of the cons. Insurance is only important when you need it. Most of the time, it's just a bill. I mean, think about how many times are you going to write that check for the homeowner's insurance? Most of us will never have a claim. 
it can be expensive. If you have a bad driving record or you're a teenage boy that gets one or two speeding tickets, the cost of insurance is going to cost you more than the car cost that you are trying to insure because they're worried about the liability of other things. So it can get expensive. But the takeaway from this first segment is having savings and investing and insurance all work together to provide you a healthy, protected financial future. You need all of them. If you have all your money in investments, you're going to get wiped out by a a turn in the stock market. If you have all your money in savings, inflation is going to just wipe you out. You're going to have less purchasing power every single year. And if you have no insurance, an event could wipe out all your savings and your investments, leaving you broke. So you need all three legs of these stools. Um, so let's head into our first break. And when we come back, I want to spend some time talking about the Ponzi scheme question. How do these asset-based plans work? Why do they seem too good to be true? Long-term we'll be care right radio back. with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. You know, we can't always count on great health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel having long-term care coverage for me and my wife. If you've been thinking about it, but you have some questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for one of their free long-term care planning live webinars they have coming up. At the webinar... They'll explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors, they are the best in the country. And I know that because my wife and I went through the whole process with Brian and Madeline, and man, they take great care of their customers. Check out all their reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So sign up today, 525longtermcare.com. Join them for one of their upcoming live webinars. Webinars. The class is free. All you have to do is go to 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks for tuning in. By the way, we have a couple of new classes for June up on our calendar, so if you want to look at those at 525longtermcare.com, you can sign up for those. The webinars are going to be Saturday, June 5th at 9 a.m., and Wednesday, it's uh, going to be a th- the 9th at 3 p.m. So look for those at 525longtermcare.com. So I got a question during one of our webinars last week saying, hey, these asset-based plans seem too good to be true. They seem like a Ponzi scheme. How does the insurance make money? So let's just kind of break this down. First off, I want you to understand that insurance works based on actuarial science. Actuarial science is the discipline that applies mathematical and statistical methods to assess risk in insurance, finance, and other industries and professions. Simply put, they study the risk of the event and figure out how often it happens and the magnitude of the event. So they're looking at that village of a million and they study it for a hundred years and they figure out how many homes burn down and on average how what's the magnitude of each fire so that's the actuarial science long-term care insurance is no different what is unique is that we have different types of plans including asset-based long-term care plans now and the traditional plans the advantages of an asset-based long-term care plan is the fact that there is some value in the plan regardless of whether you use it or not We often describe these plans as win, lose, or draw, and I'll get into that a little bit different. But basically, I live a nice long life. I don't use my insurance. Guess what? The money goes back to the estate. If I lose and I end up in long-term care, I can have up to a lifetime of tax-free long-term care benefit coming in. Or if my situation changes, there's some value. I can get the cash value of that plan paid back to me. And so that's what's different about these asset-based plans versus traditional. 
comparing it to a traditional. A traditional works like our homeowner's insurance. We pay the premium. If the house doesn't burn down, we don't get any money back. And that's the same with traditional long-term care plans. Now, asset-based plans work differently because we are linking another financial vehicle to the long-term care insurance. Hence, the IRS calls these linked benefits, meaning we are linking long-term care insurance with some other type of benefit. And there's really two out there. The most common is going to be some kind of life insurance underneath that chassis. So that life insurance is going to be a tax-free event that's going to be paid back if you don't use it for long-term care. But if you do trigger a long-term care claim, you're spending that life insurance down first, and then you're going to have the linked long-term care insurance behind it. This isn't life insurance that you're using as long-term care. It's long-term care policy with a life insurance policy linked under there. So the long-term care insurance like mine is unlimited. The death benefit is just a small portion of that policy. A less common linked asset is going to be some kind of savings vehicle. It's basically a deferred annuity. Think of a CD. You deposit $100,000 in a CD. You leave it there for five years. You earn your interest. That's the way a deferred annuity works. You deposit the money into the deferred annuity. It earns interest, but the difference is it's deferred. You're not paying tax on it every year like you are a CD. So they can link one of those with a long-term care insurance policy. That way that you can get some of that money back or all of your premium back as well too. And they can use that interest that that money is earning to buy insurance inside that contract. So those are the two most common ways we're going to see these asset-based plans laid out. Now, depending how you fund your plan, the linked benefit or the asset-based plan is going to be different. If you just walk in with a lump sum, you can either have some life insurance linked to your policy or you can have that deferred annuity, that savings account linked to the long-term care policy. If you pay over time, that asset-based plan is only going to be able to be set up with some kind of life insurance because we can fund life insurance over time. And so that's going to be the difference. And really you want that. Most of our plans, about 90% of them, they have that life insurance because what that does is if you put 200000 into the plan and it pays your estate back two hundred twenty-five, that's a tax-free benefit. So that's why you want that life insurance if you can get it. But either way, you have some value in your plan outside of just the long-term care insurance. Now, let's discuss how these plans work when you go on claim. First off, if you have an asset-based plan, whether you funded it in a lump sum or you funded it over 10 years, when you go on claim, you're going to be spending your money first. Now, wait a second, Brian. That, that's not what I got insurance for. That doesn't make. What do you mean I'm, I'm spending my money first? Well, that is no different than any other insurance. Think about it. If you pay $1,000 a year into homeowner's insurance for 20 years and then you have a small kitchen fire and it's $10,000 of damage, what are they doing? They're giving you your $10,000 back. You've paid them twenty, So that's just the way insurance works. So keep that in mind. Let's go back to the actuarial science for a second here. What the insurance companies know is that when you give them that money and they are using that money and they're growing it and they're buying insurance inside that contract for you, not everybody's going to get into the insurance money. A lot of people are going to die within the first year. Some people are going to die in the second year. Some people will die after year three. Some people will be on claim for 10, 12, 14, 15 years. So the difference is the insurance companies have studied all this and they're not looking at you individually. They don't know whether I'm going to be on claim for two years and I don't know whether I'm going to be on claim for two years or it's going to be 10 years. But what they're doing is they're looking at that village of a thousand and they're taking out the actuarial science and saying, on average, X amount of people will go past five years or six years. So... That's how the insurance works. Now let's go back on these asset-based plans to the win, lose, or draw aspects. This is why people get confused and they think it sounds too good to be true. So you win, you have a nice long life and you never trigger your insurance plan. So what happens, and a lot of our examples, like our, our client of the week this week, so stick around for that, they're gonna actually get more money back than they put into the plan. So what happens when the insurance company pays you back well, guess what? They're giving you your money back, but that money has been working for them in their general account. So they've been investing in their bonds and their real estate portfolio or whatever they do. They have their cash reserves and then they have money that's excess over that and they invest that money. That's what these really good 100 plus year old insurance companies are really good at. So some people can get more money back than they put in. Well, guess what? The insurance company was using that money to, to earn money that whole time. So it wasn't just sitting in a coffee can. 
Now, let's go to the lose principle. What happens if you end up in long-term care? Well, the reason why they can pay you out more money than you put into the plan is because, again, the actuarial science, everybody else is putting money into that pool too, and some of those people aren't ever going to trigger it, and some people aren't going to trigger it for very long. So again, that's the actuarial science that these insurance companies use. So you lose, they're going to pay you the long-term care. In my plan, I have unlimited long-term care. That's the leverage. That's why I have my insurance. Now, what happens if you draw, you cancel your plan, you get your money back? Number one, what did the insurance company do? So if you put your money in there and you, you did a 10 pay, so we have a very common plan. You, you make 10 payments and at year 11, you can get 100% of your premium back if you cancel. So what happens then? The insurance company is saying, well, you've been giving us this, this $10,000 a year every year for 10 years. Here's your $100,000 back. The insurance company, again, has been using that money and growing it and making investments on that. You had the insurance for 10 years. If you would have got hit by the bus, you would have been covered. You would If you would have died, you would have got the death benefit. So you had the insurance. They were working with the money the whole time, and then you cancel. Why can they give you your money back? Well, guess what? You also remove the liability. The liability the insurance company has is paying you out either the death benefit or the long-term care insurance. And from our point of view, what we're worried about is that, you know, six years of, of long-term care insurance that you're going to get. That's what you relieve the insurance company for so they can afford to give you that money back. Now, asset-based plans are less risky for the insurance company in many ways, but mostly because we are generally putting more money into these plans up front, which the company has to work with. Okay. So that's the seed they're planting. You're giving them the money. They're going out and planting it in the field and they're growing the crop out of it. They're getting their interest back on that. We benefit by front loading our policies because now we can get these other benefits. We can get cash back. If we don't use the plan, we can get cash back. If we surrender the plan versus a pay as you go plan, we're just paying that in over time. That's a lot riskier for the insurance company. So they're not going to give us those other options. So stick around. When we come back, I've got, I'm going to show you an alternative to self-insuring and why these asset-based plans are so popular. We'll be right back to Long-Term Care Radio. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. You know, we can't always count on great health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel having long-term care coverage for me and my wife. If you've been thinking about it, but you have some questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for one of their free long-term care planning live webinars they have coming up. At the webinar... They'll explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors, they are the best in the country. And I know that because my wife and I went through the whole process with Brian and Madeline, and man, they take great care of their customers. Check out all their reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So sign up today, 525longtermcare.com. Join them for one of their upcoming live webinars. The class is free. All you have to do is go to 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. How do you know your finances and investments right now in today's economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, May 27th. Zach, I'm excited to be there. Tell us what to expect. Dory, we've taken Bulwark's entire investment and retirement planning process, the same one you and Suzanne went through, and we've condensed it down into a 30-minute class. We'll answer all the big questions. Do you need estate planning? Long-term care? When should you take Social Security? 
Security. How much money do you need to retire? And we're also going to show everyone who attends how to protect their portfolio against loss while still growing their assets. Join me at the Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow with Zach Abraham Thursday, May 27th, right after my show at 3. Sign up now at knowyourriskradio.com. You'll get a free copy of Zach's booklet, Common Sense Investing. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Reserve your spot now at knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement with a firm's license to conduct business. Borough Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. Hey, and welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. And by the way, if you ever miss uh, any of the radio shows, we are on four different times in the Seattle market. So we're on at 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. We're on at 1 o'clock Saturday afternoon, and then we're again Sunday at noon. So you can catch us, you can get our schedule at our website, and you can also get our podcast. So if you miss any of these shows, you can go back to 525longtermcare.com and actually just click on the radio button and you can get all the podcasts or you can get them through iTunes, whatever's easier for you. So again, we have a couple of classes coming up in June. We just finished up our May webinars. Thanks for everybody that showed up to those. The webinars are just a great way for you to just kind of get the 10,000-foot view on what long-term care is, how it works, how you trigger a plan, how they pay you the money back, what Medicare and Medicaid pays for, how long-term care planning stacks up to self-insuring and Medicaid planning. We're just going to go over all of that stuff. And then we'll send you out a guide to long-term care planning. That's a book that we put together that's just kind of a basic 101 entry. And the whole idea is then when you're ready, you get with us, we're going to start with that pre-screen information, figure out what options you have available, collect some information from you, and then we'll design that custom plan for you. And this week, I'm going to bring you in on a client. This is Chris, who is 66, and Sharon, who are 64. Both are still working, but they're looking forward to retiring in a couple of years. Now, in Washington State, again, we just passed this Washington State Trust Act. So that means they're going to tax your income 0.58% initially, all income, wages, bonuses, commissions, restricted stock units. And you've got to pay into this fund for 10 years before you get vested. So a lot of people like Chris and Sharon are never going to get vested. So they're, they, <clears throat> this kind of just motivated them to look into this a little bit more. But... Um, you know, bottom line, they're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, they're going to retire. <clears throat> excuse me, I just got a frog in the throat there. They're going to retire, and they're really looking at spending time with their kids. They have four kids. They have nine grandchildren. Um, they've worked hard, and they've actually got a very nice estate. I mean, there's no doubt. Chris has always figured that he was going to self-insure and that he had enough money set aside for it. And, you know, technically he was right. You know, he, he they weren't going to go broke in a long-term care situation. Now, they would. It's not going to be the most efficient way to pay for care, as they learned. But the new Washington State Act tax, basically, is just really kind of motivating them. Here's what I found out through our, our, our conversation. Chris assumed he had enough money to self-insure. And again, he was right. He probably did. They had some uh, income through various sources. And they had set some money aside in savings to pay for long-term care in the future. So they were just, they, they knew. They had to have some safe money down the road to pay for care. And they knew care was getting expensive. And they just figured... As they got older and they started taking out required minimum distributions out of the retirement account, they would probably grow that savings account. That was their initial thought. Um, they thought they would just look at a minimum plan to kind of get out of the state income tax. That's what they were worried about. They said, hey, we just want to get a plan. We have enough money to self-insure. That's, you know, so just give us kind of the minimum plan so we don't have to pay that tax. The problem is Sharon had a completely different outlook than Chris. Chris was simply looking at it from a money point of view. I think I have enough money. I'm not going to worry about it. Sharon said, look, I'm concerned about the impact it's going to have on the family. Um, she was worried about the ongoing prolonged cases that could hurt them financially. So what if one of them ended up with Alzheimer's or, if, or what if Chris had a stroke and he lived for another 10 years and they just, it was an ongoing prolonged situation. Cognitive issues also ran in Sharon's family. Sharon had two aunts that were cognitively impaired her mother had passed away from breast cancer earlier, so she never got to that age. And she said, I very well could be carrying those same genes and could have a, a cognitive situation. So she was worried about that. Um, Sharon also watched her younger sister step in and act as a caretaker for her mom. And she said, you know, she really saw the effect it had on the family. It's like, 
she didn't want her kids to go through that. So she was more interested in getting a plan and making sure that they had A, the resources, but B, that team of professionals to really help them so their kids didn't have to try to figure that out. That was really kind of what was motivating her. And so we sat down and we really just kind of went through all these different options with them. And what I found out from Chris, I said, Chris, I want to know how much money you have set aside for for long-term care insurance. And he had calculated out the math and he was saying, well, I figure we'll we'll need probably $8,000 a month to $10,000 a month for two to three years. And again, he was just going off a of nursing home statistics. I said, okay, what happens if one of you end up in a, with, with a cognitive issue, Alzheimer's, and it's eight or 10 year case? He's like, well, I didn't think that through. So then I asked him, what if we could take part of the money that he was trying to set aside and get him some long-term care insurance as opposed to just using a small pay-as-you-go plan, which if you never trigger, you're gonna lose that money. Yes, it'll get you out of the state tax, but you may not get any benefit out of that either. And Chris said, you know, I like that idea because I already have this money set aside and I'm going to show you how we can, you know, I'm going to show Chris how we can set up a plan using some of that money he has set aside. And the other thing about Chris is I said, look, we have plans that will give you 100% of your money back if you change your mind after day one. We can do that. So Chris said, well, that's very interesting. So here's what we ended up doing. We took a single deposit of $315,000. Now, this was far less than what Chris was setting aside to pay for long-term care, what he was earmarking as a long-term care event. We took $315,000. This provided them with an even $1 million of long-term care insurance. They can each access $10,000 a month until it's gone. So they've got about 100 months of long-term care. Now, one person could use all million dollars of it. They could each use 500000 One person could use 300000 You just have to picture that 315000 turned into a bucket of money of $1 million. They can each take $10,000 a month out for long-term care services until it's gone. So we just doubled the amount of money that he was setting aside, basically, because he was planning around a half million dollars is what they would set aside, 250000 each to cover long-term care expenses. I just gave him a million dollars with a single deposit of $315,000. Now, here's the good, too good to be true part. They are in a position where they're going to put that $315,000 in, they're going to walk away. But if they never trigger a claim, the linked benefit, the life insurance portion of this policy is $500,000. So think about this. Their estate, their kids will get $500,000 back tax-free. They put three hundred and fifteen dollars into it. They've got a million dollars of long-term care insurance. So see, this is where these linked benefits are different than a life insurance policy that allows you to use it for long-term care. The life insurance is just a portion. It's $500,000, but we have a million dollars of long-term care insurance. And this same plan, you can put in a lifetime benefit if you wanted to. Chris just didn't think they needed that much, so he was happy to get the $500,000 death benefit and a million dollars. So either way, regardless of what happens, they're going to get more money back than they put into the plan. That's what makes these plans sound so good. Now, why can the insurance company do that? Well, they're just looking at it actuarially. That death benefit is a second to die. They're taking a 66 and a 64-year-old, and they're running the numbers, and they're figuring, okay, our risk by the time they die should be out here somewhere. Statistically, on average, this is how people die in the village. That's what they're looking at. So they can comfortably say, yes, we'll give you a million dollars. The great thing about the estate is if something tragic happened to Chris and Sharon tomorrow, the half half million dollars is paid out instantly. You're not waiting for it. But if they live a nice long life, they live into their 90s, guess what? Their 315 turns into 500 if they don't use it for long-term care. And if they need it for long-term care, they're going to get a million dollars. And when you hear about these linked benefits and these death benefits on these client of the weeks, if Chris and Sharon use less than $500,000 of long-term care combined, the difference goes back to the estate. So they're always going to get $500,000 back. You got to wrap your mind around that. $500,000 can be death benefit and long-term care benefit, or it can be a combination of the both. And that's what makes these plans so powerful. So again, he puts that 315 and he's got a million dollars. Now it's going to pay him back $500,000 a minimum guaranteed, but they have up to a million dollars of tax-free long-term care insurance money. Other benefits include concierge level of claims. This is what Sharon really, really wanted. So now when they call their insurance company or we call for them, they're going to have somebody that is assigned to them. So they can always reach out to that same person and that person's going to help them with care coordination and the case management and the claims and anything they need. They'll even help them get the plan of care from the doctor. They're going to help them get their claim filed. 
That's the concierge level service. Let us guide you and help you. They also get $20,000 out of this policy for medical equipment, which includes home improvement, anything you need to do to your house to make it safe for your long-term care journey. They get $20,000 for caregiver training. So if a family member needs to take a class on Alzheimer's or the kids want to learn how to handle medication for mom or dad because they want to be involved, they'll pay for that as well too. It's got a zero-day waiting period for home health care or what we call community services, so adult daycare, meaning I don't have a 90-day elimination period. If I need long-term care services, I can start pulling out my benefits today. And the cash surrender value on this, now remember when I live a lot, nice long life, they never use up $500,000 as a payback. Lose, they end up in long-term care, their 315000 turned into a million dollars over three-to-one leverage, tax-free, draw. This is the cash value. What happens if for some reason they need their money back? Their cash value at year 15 is going to be 315. So that means at year 15, they're going to be at 315. At year 20, it's actually going to be worth 363,000. That's the surrender value. Now, they're not going to surrender this most likely unless something tragic happened because the death benefit's going to be 500,000. You would just leave the policy in play. There is a way if if Chris and Sharon would have put Roughly about $350,000 into the same plan, they wouldn't have been able to have 100% of their cash value back from day one. But Chris wasn't worried about that. At first, he thought he was. But then once we looked at the numbers, you know, Sharon said, we're not going to cancel this plan. We don't need to pay that extra. And plus, the cash value is going to be there after 15 years anyway. So again, win, lose, or draw, there's a lot of design criteria that you can do. And so if you're really worried about canceling a plan two years down the road for some reason, you could put more money into this exact same plan and they would give you 100% of your money back. That's not, not the most efficient way to design the plan though because if you don't cancel it, you just paid more for the same amount of long-term care insurance or the same amount of return to the estate. So just think what they did. They just took a portion of their money they had already set aside for long-term care and they were able to triple it and turn it into a tax-free benefit. Investments and savings don't do that. Long-term care insurance does. It's guaranteed to pay them back more than they put into the plan. Think about that. 315 in, regardless of what happens now, they can get more money back out unless they just cancel in the first few years. But meaning if they die or they end up in long-term care or a combination of the two, they're still going to get more money back. And these are the plans that right sound too good to be true, right? A Ponzi scheme? No. This is an A-plus rated company. They've been in business 140 years. I've actually got a plan with this company. These companies have done the actuarial science. They know how to do these these kind of uh, plans and ensure catastrophic events, and that's really what we did. And you just can't get this guarantee from investing. You can't get it from from savings. And think of this. This is the third leg of the stool for their happy retirement. It's going to protect the rest of their assets, and more importantly, it's going to protect their family. So I just love doing these um, client of the weeks, and we've got a lot of examples on our website as well, too. But stick around. Um, when we come back, that the final segment, I want to spend a little more time talking about the latest update on the Washington State Trust Act and also let you know how and what you need to be preparing to do to opt out if you're going to try to opt out of that tax. Plus, I'm going to tell you the easiest way to make sure that you don't qualify for long-term care insurance. We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. You know, we can't always count on great health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel having long-term care coverage for me and my wife. If you've been thinking about it, but you have some questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for one of their free long-term care planning live webinars they have coming up. At the webinar... They'll explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors, they are the best in the country. And I know that because my wife and I went through the whole process with Brian and Madeline, and man, they take great care of their customers. Check out all their reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So sign up today, 525longtermcare.com. Join them for one of their upcoming live webinars. The class is free. All you have to do is go to 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. 
Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. How do you know your finances and investments right now in this economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, you can join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, May 27th, right after my show. Zach, now's the time for everyone to take a hard look at their investment strategy. Dory, there could not be a more prescient time. I'll answer all the big questions on investors' minds because I can promise you if you're incorporating some of the long-running investment strategies in today's markets, like a basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. Learn all about Zach's retirement planning and investment strategies at his Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, May 27th. I'll be there too, right after my show at 3 o'clock. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Make your reservation now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Borough Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. So, um, boy, things are heating up in Washington State. And for those of you that listen on the podcast, you know, Wisconsin's another state, Maine's another state, California, Oregon, they're all looking at doing the same thing Washington State did, which is create some kind of state-mandated long-term care trust fund, and it's just going to be funded out of a payroll tax. So for those of you that are new to this, Washington State, starting January of 2022, will tax all wages 0.58%. So about $580 if you make $100,000. It doesn't seem like a lot. But remember, it's on all wages, bonuses, commissions, stock options. So if you're making two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand, you're going to pay that same 0.58% on all of it. And that tax will go up. The, the, the plan is already underfunded. So it's like every other government program out here. Gas taxes, they're going to go up. Sales tax, they're going to go up. L&I taxes, they're going to go up. This is the same thing that's happening in Washington State. So the fund is going to be set up. And then if you pay into this through payroll deductions, basically payroll tax, you have to pay into it for 10 years before you become vested. And you have to do five years without interruption. So you can't do two years off a year, two years off a year, two years and get to the 10 years. It's got to be at least five consecutive years. So that's the catch. You got to pay into it for 10 years to even get vested, to be eligible to get your benefit. And you have to live in Washington state at the time of filing for the claim. And that is going to be a problem for the people that are working here and maybe going to retire out of the state because they're just not going to qualify even if they're vested. Now, for people right now, the, the fund's going to start paying out benefits in, um, Jan, or I think it's January 2025 is when you can first make claims. They are going to look back and make sure that you've paid in for at least three years out of the last six years. So if you're working less than 10 years, the only way you're going to qualify for this plan is if you pay in for at least three years and then you go on claim as soon as you retire, or you pay in for three years and you go on claim within six years from from or, or within three years from the day that you retire. So that's just not realistic. That's not going to happen for most people anyway. So everybody that's in that kind of donut hole, that 55 to 60-year-old age group, even the 50-year-olds are going to retire within 10 years. You're probably not going to qualify because even if you pay in for the three years, you have to file a claim within three years. So, um, And the benefits are, are kind of a joke. It's $100 a day based on Medicaid reimbursement. So it's not going to be just truly $100 a day. They're going to say, well, Medicaid pays this. We'll give you up to $100 a day for this service, but at Medicaid reimbursement rates hundred dollars a day for a year. So it's not even a long-term care policy. It's a short term because long-term care in the state of Washington is required to pay benefits for two years. And so that's our state commissioner, what they defined as long-term care. And then the state came out and said, well, we're going to tax everybody for a hundred dollar day benefit for a year. So just be aware that that is coming. It's coming like a freight train. The final bill is signed and there are some ways that you can get out of that. And I want to step, uh, step into that 
section for just a minute here. If you are self-employed, you can opt out. But be very, very careful if you opt in, which is an option if you're self-employed, you can opt in and just tax all your wages. If you opt in, you can never opt out in the future. No ifs, ands, or buts. They they did not make a provision for that. So self-employed can opt out. The only other way you're going to be able to opt out of this if you're an employee is if you have an existing private long-term care insurance contract. And that's going to be defined by the state of Washington. It has to be a 7702 rider. So that means like a chronic care rider is not going to work. Chronic care you'll see on some annuities and some life insurance policies, but that is not long-term care. Long-term care is a 7702. So some of the hybrid and the asset-based plans, in fact, all of them that we we handle will work uh, for that. But just be aware, you have to have your own private long-term care insurance, and it has to be in place by November of this year. So... You've got basically the summer to get your plan in place. And then starting October of this year, so October 1st, they're, they're supposed to have a website set up, and it's going to be through the Employment Security Division. They're going to have a website set up that we are going to have to go into, and we're going to have to apply for the waiver. And they will collect data from us. They have not even told us what that's going to be. So, again, proof that you have insurance. Is that just a copy of a policy? Is it a letter from the insurance company saying that your policy is still active? I don't know. Once I hear that and we see that information, we'll get that updated. But they haven't even formed that panel yet. So you're going to fill out this application. You're going to send information into them. They are going to give you an approval or a denial. And if they approve you, they will send you a letter and you take that letter to your employer and you give that to your employer and you say, I am opted out of the Washington State Trust Act. I do not have to pay that tax. And the employer just makes a copy of that letter and hangs on to it in his file. And then you take that letter with you to your next employer down the road and the next employer, whatever it is. And so you can permanently opt out. Now, the problem is, if you don't opt out, you have between October of 2021 to December of 2022 to opt out. Here's where people are getting confused. They think they have until next year to get a long-term care insurance plan. No, you have to have your long-term care insurance plan in place effective by November 1st of 2021. So if you get your policy in January next year, even though you have the whole year to opt out, it's not going to count. So those are the things that people need to be aware of. Now, here's another loophole. There's no provision for somebody that moves here next year to opt out of the plan. There's no provision for your 17-year-old child. They have to be at least 18 to opt out. There's no provision for your 17-year-old child to opt out of the plan either. Because if they turn 18 next year and then they go get a long-term care plan, well, it's too late. So if they're turning 18 after November 1st, they can't even get a plan in place. And they can't opt out ever. So a lot of loopholes on that. And I just think that, you know, it's probably going to end up in a lawsuit down the road. But the way our Supreme Court is here and and the the liberal loonies through the entire government system out here is they're just going to say, oh, well, that's just what it is. So think of all those transient workers that are coming out here and working and tech workers that come out here for a year or two and they work and then they go. They're just going to get taxed and they're not going to get any benefit out of it. So that's something you need to know. We will be doing some webinars, some lunch and learns. They're not going to be a full webinar class. It's just going to be a little lunch and learn for our clients. We will be emailing out all of our clients um, on how you opt out once we get that information. And we'll get that information up on our website. But I'm hoping that within the next month we have enough information to give a little bit better guidance on the steps that we need to take. And by the way, you want to be first in line. You want to, if you, if you have long-term care insurance, you want to be in October. You want to be applying because it's going to take them a while to get you that letter. And if you don't get your letter until June of next year, your employer is going to collect taxes from January till June. So be aware of that. Um, last couple minutes here. One of the big questions we get out there on a regular basis is, you know, what makes you uninsurable? And so I just thought today we're going to talk about the easiest way to become uh, ineligible for long-term care insurance, and that is falling outside the height and weight guidelines from the insurance companies. And I pulled up the most aggressive insurance company that we have. So remember, not all the companies are, are, are this generous with their weight. But if you're, say, 5'5", five, five, um, it doesn't matter, male or female, 255 is the maximum weight. 
for expedited underwriting, they will consider up to 279. Most companies won't go over the 255, but I do have a company that will consider up to 279. If you're a 5'9", average height adult male in this country, you are 287. If you're over 287, you're out. I do have one company that will consider it 314, but you've got to be in perfect health. So if you're 287 and you're taking blood pressure medication and you're pre-diabetic and you have all these other issues and joint pain, you're, you're out. You're, you're not going to qualify. If you're 6'1", which is where I'm at, you have 322 pounds, 352 with our most aggressive underwriter. And again, perfect health, so 352 pounds. That means I can essentially uh, just about double my weight. I'm just right around 185 pounds, so I can I could almost double my weight and still qualify. Um, six, you know, what about the big guys? Six six, you can go up to 367 pounds, and uh, 402 if you're in perfect health. And you're five one, two twenty four. That's it. You know, if you're 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 five one. I don't even think my mom's five one. My mom is probably four eleven now because of her scoliosis, so she can go down to about two seventeen. But anyway, just keep in mind that is one of the number one ways that you can get yourself uh, bounced out of of a long term care situation. And we've got a lot of information on our website too about other conditions that will knock you out. So look at that on our pre screen information at five two five longtermcare dot com. Uh, you spend another hour with us. Thanks again for spending your weekend with us. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 to Long-Term Care Radio with your host, Brian Ott, on Cairo Radio. You know, we can't always count on great health as we age. That's why I cannot overstate the peace of mind I feel having long-term care coverage for me and my wife. If you've been thinking about it, but you have some questions, this is a great time to get answers. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for one of their free long-term care planning live webinars they have coming up. At the webinar... They'll explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. And then when you're ready, 525 Advisors, they are the best in the country. And I know that because my wife and I went through the whole process with Brian and Madeline, and man, they take great care of their customers. Check out all their reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So sign up today, 525longtermcare.com. Join them for one of their upcoming live webinars. The class is free. All you have to do is go to 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com.